Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 3. It's been a long time coming, but with the easing of travel restrictions, I have been able to make the journeys I had originally planned for the spring of 2020. Join me as I travel 6,684 miles with Amtrak across the United States. First, I take the Silver Star from Miami to New York, then the Crescent from New York to New Orleans. Next, I take the Texas Eagle from Los Angeles via San Antonio to Chicago. Then it's the Lakeshore Limited from Chicago to New York. And finally, the Acela from New York up to Boston. Episode 12, where we travel from Philadelphia to Washington on the Crescent. As we sit here at Philadelphia Station, the cafe attendant is hard at work sorting out the boxes that make up the trays for the cafe customers to take their food back to their seats. Five minutes late as we pull out of Philadelphia. Well, that's not bad, considering we're one and three quarter hours into our trip. We're now accelerating quite rapidly past one of the old signal boxes that we passed last night, derelict out of use. On our short journey down to Wilmington, under a bridge, where people have been fly tipping over the side of the bridge. It might not be a beautiful area, but it would be better if they didn't leave all their rubbish by the side of the tracks. Some roads of terraced houses. In an American variation of those you might find in London or any of Britain's big cities. Past a tram depot with real trams. And a scrapyard. And a refuse dump. We're passing through a nicer area at the moment. Some nice well-kept clapboard houses, a lot of American flags out on the lawns and our driver hard on his horn. Just past a few streets of very nice houses coming down to the railway and then immediately you pass there a large chemical works or refinery with vast stand tanks. Would I want to live there? I don't think so. We're now running alongside the Delaware River. Ships going up and down, heavily laden with containers. 
some recreation areas by the river, very large puddles in the car parks. It must have rained quite heavily all the way down here today. We're now heading away from the river and into Wilmington. Car parks outside the works that were empty yesterday now full of cars, past an Amtrak depot. Now we're into housing, possibly apartment blocks, some terraced houses, a water tower, again festooned with mobile phone aerials, past a very grim-looking building with what looked like razor wire, almost looked like a prison. As I've said before, the railways always are in the depressing part of town. But here we are, into Wilmington Station. Two hours into our journey and a scheduled 23 hours, but actually 21 and a half hours after we were last here, we reached the largest city in Delaware. It has a population of 70,898 in the 2020 census. It was built on the site of Fort Christina, the first Swedish settlement in North America, and is where the Christina and Brandywine rivers meet. Wilmington was named by Thomas Penn after his friend Spencer Compton, the Earl of Wilmington, a Prime Minister during the reign of George II. The station, first opened in 1908, serves nine Amtrak routes. According to the platform indicator board, we were at last call. We're now beyond last call because we're starting to move out of Wilmington Station. There's what looks like an old mill or something like that just outside Wilmington Station, brick built, probably a warehouse actually, but it's now the Delaware State University buildings. Nice to see an old building brought back to life. Amtrak must have quite a large set of facilities here, past two Amtrak offices, one each side of the station. We're now accelerating rapidly again on our way south. Our next stop is Baltimore, by which time we'll have left Delaware and entered Maryland. said we're accelerating and the train was a bit jolty a few moments ago according to my speedometer we're doing 105 miles an hour so this must be a good high-speed bit of track I do wonder though whether these trains were built to expect 105 miles an hour I realize they're perfectly safe but I don't think anything traveled at this speed when these cars were built just passed through the station at that little place I mentioned yesterday, Newark in Delaware. People of the United States eat far earlier than they do in the UK. It's 4.40 and the train crew already taking people's flexible dining dinners to them. They may be getting off a train at a stop we'll get to shortly, but it does seem very early to be eating your last meal of the day. We've now just about come to a halt. Must be a signal as we're slightly, slowly accelerating again. This bit of slow speed does give me a chance to have a look at the line side vegetation. 
there must be something up because we're just drifting along at five miles an hour an Amtrak pickup truck has just driven past on the other side of the tracks so maybe there's a little problem somewhere oh and the Sulla's just gone past in the other direction at quite a speed so it can't be anything major we are slowly accelerating we must be doing 15 miles an hour now we've just changed tracks it makes me wonder whether there's some track work going on because we're on the wrong side for the United States the right side of course which is the left hand side if you're in the UK actually there is a large freight train on the other line or maybe it wasn't a freight train because it had an Amtrak locomotive on the front of it it could have been a track maintenance train anyway we are now speeding up yes I was right it's track maintenance just past a plasmatic tamper and other track shifting and leveling equipment so it looks to me as though this part of the northeast regional which is a two-track piece of railway is down to one track because of the maintenance work that's taking place I must be playing havoc with the schedules with the jolt in a bump it looks like we've returned to our normal track the right hand side and now we're passing ballast wagons on the left hand side the sun is finally breaking through the clouds as we're crossing one of the pieces of water that we crossed yesterday. What I hadn't noticed is the piers of an old bridge that's long gone. Unlike much of the US railway network, I've noticed that this Amtrak-owned stretch on the northeast corridor uses concrete sleepers. Go on to many of the other networks and they're still using wooden sleepers. Of course, it could be these days that people would tell you that wooden sleepers are environmentally better than concrete ones. Be an interesting thing to consider. We've reached Baltimore, a mere 26 minutes late. Baltimore's population of 585,708 in the 2020 census is the largest in Maryland and the 30th largest in the United States. In 2017, the population of the Baltimore metropolitan area was estimated at around 2.8 million. Prior to the arrival of the European colonists, the region served as hunting grounds for the Susquehannock native Indians. Colonists from Maryland established the port of Baltimore in 1706 to support trade with Europe. They established the town in 1729. The Battle of Baltimore was pivotal during the War of 1812, culminating in a failed British bombardment of Fort McHenry during which Francis Scott Key wrote a poem that became the Star-Spangled Banner. During the Pratt Street Riot of 1861, 
the city saw some of the earliest violence associated with the American Civil War. The Baltimore and Ohio Railroad, the oldest railway in the United States, was built in 1830 and cemented Baltimore's status as a major transport hub, enabling producers in the Midwest and Appalachia to access the city's port. The city's inner harbour was once the second leading port of entry for immigrants to the United States. Once a major manufacturing centre, Baltimore now has a service-orientated economy. John Hopkins Hospital and John Hopkins University are the city's major employers. Many neighbourhoods have rich histories, and the city is home to some of the earliest National Register historic districts, including Fells Point, Federal Hill and Mount Vernon, which were added between 1969 and 1971. Nearly one-third of the city's buildings are designated as historic. We only stopped for a couple of minutes at Baltimore, far less than the scheduled seven minutes, and we're now on our way again. We've just passed through the tiny suburban station called West Baltimore. Looks like the platform was long enough for maybe a two-car train. Not much more. We've just passed through BWI Airport Station, an intermodal passenger station near the Baltimore-Washington International Airport. The station is served by some of the Amtrak trains and also the MARC Penn Line regional trains. There are also several local bus lines there. It is just over a mile from the airport's terminal, and the station was the first intercity railway station in the United States built to service an airport. It's now a major station in its own right and is Amtrak's sixth busiest in the mid-Atlantic region. It's the third busiest in the Baltimore-Washington corridor and the twelfth busiest nationwide. Located roughly halfway between Baltimore and Washington, it's used by Amtrak passengers travelling to both cities. It was originally opened in October 1980 and was rebuilt in 2019. Over 751,200 Amtrak passengers used the station in 2019. We've arrived in Washington, we're about six minutes late. So we've caught up very well. Admittedly, we were rattling along at pretty fast speed. So here we are on the platform at Washington Station. The electric locomotive will be detached from the front of the train and the Genesis diesel will be attached to the train. But apparently the diesel is still in the depot. So we're waiting to see how long that's going to take. Just coming into the station at this moment is the Virginia Railway Express. Well, the Virginia Railway Express is diesel powered. 
passengers should proceed to gate A, track 26. Well, they've turned the power off on the train now. They're disconnecting the electric locomotive, ready for the diesel locomotive to attach itself in a few minutes. The final disconnection is taking place and the electric locomotive is about to depart. It has disconnected, moved forward a few feet. Virginia Railway Express train has returned to the station, now on its way to Fredericksburg. The man with the microphone thanks the passengers and crew on train 19, the Crescent, which departed from Penn Station on Monday the 27th of June 2022. The US Rail Journeys podcasts are produced and published by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. Thank you very much for listening and please join me again in a couple of weeks for the next instalment. Mm-hmm.